Hey folks, you know if you're going to be a DJ in the modern age that you need a nice modern website, but we have so many roles to fulfill as a DJ, why add web designer to the list? We get asked about this all the time and that's why Passionate DJ has teamed up with Bandzoogle, that's B-A-N-D-Z-O-O-G-L-E, but they make it super fast and super easy to make a great looking website. If you sign up now using the link in the description box, you will get a discount for your first year of service from Bandzoogle, so make sure you go and sign up right now by hitting the show notes, and now on with the show. and welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, David Michael. And today, as the main topic segment, I'm going to be playing for you uh, a live stream that I had in our Facebook group. Sort of a combination of an Ask Me Anything and me uh, addressing recent posts in the past week or so. Some were questions or comments and polls and things like that. Uh, There's been a lot of activity in the Facebook group Uh, in the past week or two, which is really awesome. It's really grown by a lot. You guys have been doing an awesome job uh, sending out invites. We got a lot of growth this week, and I want to just really take the opportunity to thank you for uh, taking my calls to action on that. When I know I've been posting about that in the group, uh, wanting you to invite other DJs or other people who might get value out of Passionate DJ or might have something to contribute to the community. You guys have really stepped up and done that, and so I want to thank you guys so much. If you're a podcast listener and you have not joined the Facebook group yet, uh, I've been harping on this a lot, so uh, maybe now is the time. So join us over at passionatedj.com forward slash community and join the group. And there's a lot of other like helpful DJs in there, uh, people who just want to share their setups and just getting into deeper discussions and things, but uh, keeping it civil. And that's what I love so much about the little community that we're building here is that we can uh, talk about all these topics and, uh, you know, still be friends at the end of the day. And so, but in this particular live stream, you know, I address all kinds of different topics. We talk about, uh, you know, the different happenings in the group and a few people submit their questions there in the chat room. You'll hear from uh, my good buddy Tommy, who was from our Digging from Bedrock episode. Uh, My mom pops in for a second. And uh, so it was a really good time. Uh, You know, I posted this live stream on a Friday. It was during the day. It was like lunchtime. Uh, There was, you know, a lot of people were still at work and school and stuff. So I knew it would be kind of a slow time. Uh, But like all things here, Passionate DJ... uh, it was just kind of an experiment, and we've been trying to do a lot more of these live recordings and kind of unscripted, unplanned things. Uh, in fact, I actually just got done recording with Tony and a new friend who, well, not a new friend, but a, a new addition to the podcast or a new guest on the podcast uh, who I'll introduce you to next week. Uh, but they stopped by. You know, we said, hey, uh, come over. You know, Tony's getting ready to go on the road again to do uh, some Uh, stage management stuff and he stopped on his way and we just turned the mics on and we had didn't even have a topic in mind and we've been trying to do a lot more of that kind of stuff because 
we tend to like the outcome when we do that, when we don't plan it too too much and we just kind of let the podcast episode become whatever it's going to become. Uh, we really like that content, and I think you guys do too. Uh, if you agree or disagree, please post in the comments below and let us know because we really value your feedback. But definitely join the Facebook group so that you can get in on all these discussions and live streams and different things that are happening within the Passionate DJ community. Uh, before we get into that main segment, I do want to go ahead and take the time to play for you a, a nice little bonus segment, which is part of a conversation between myself and Trip Turlington, my other co-host, uh, who, as many of you know, recently just played this as direct support for Paul Oakenfold. And we, before the show, he comes over and we talk about kind of where his mindset is, where his head's at going into the gig, and we play some of the tracks that he was thinking about playing and, you know, we could kind of get an idea of what he thought might be too energetic and not energetic enough and... It was really interesting to be able to kind of get into his headspace and see what he was thinking for this gig. And now that I have the benefit of hindsight, knowing that he played the gig and it just, he would, smashed it. It was amazing and awesome. He did a great job. Uh, it's kind of, uh, it was interesting for me to go back and be able to watch this and relive, you know, what he was saying about uh, where his head was at going into the gig. Just really neat and I uh, hope you guys will enjoy it. And this is an opportunity for me to remind you about our Patreon page because this is where this content actually comes from is our bonus show called After Party. And you can get access to After Party by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash passionate DJ. Patreon.com slash passionate DJ. You can support us at any level, but you uh, at a very low tier, you get access to our monthly bonus show. And that's where this segment comes from. So if you enjoy this, you'll get a taste of what you uh, are missing out on by not having access to After Party. And the cool thing is, uh, this is something that I don't mention enough, but if you become a patron, you don't just start getting bonus episodes from that day forward. You actually get access to all the previous bonus content for that tier. So if you sign up for After Party, you'll get access to every a uh, episode of After Party. So definitely go hit that up. Once again, that's patreon.com slash passionate DJ. Here is part of a conversation between myself and Trip Turlington, and then we will get into this live stream, and I hope you guys will enjoy. So I just want to say this is not really off topic, but it's taking an aside to the music. Mm -hmm. I think this is why Tony trusts you with this job. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, really, because I we know him, we we know the stuff he cares about, sure. and when he's throwing a show, and he wants you to do exactly what you're doing, I think, which right. is to hint at things, touch on things, but not like come out and be like, "Here's a track, you know, right? Here's a track, you know, here's right. a big pop song, here's a big, you know what I mean?" Which right. is what a lot of DJs would do in this position. I've sure. seen a lot of DJs do in this exact position, right? You know, for a similar headliners, yeah. Um, and that's not really what three dimensional does. Well, what Tony's into, right, right. And so, yeah, I think that that's. I mean, it, it really matters that you you take this level of care with it, and you're like, I'm playing this song and this song and this song, and here's why. Right. Or maybe I won't play that song, but here's the feeling I want to convey. You know? Sure. And that's that connection to the crowd is what he wants. Well, and that's the funny part is that like, you know, there's so many people out there that like I've either 
tag teamed with or that you know people that i've just known over the years that like whenever i've ever had these kinds of conversations with them like they are just mind blown that i put this much thought into everything every set not every set you know there are some where i just show up and i'm I don't want to say that I phone it in, but like, you know, I just, you know, I show up and I just, just think about some more than others. Right. For sure. Right. I mean, um, this is a big deal. Right. Right. You know, so, um, yeah, with stuff like this, I just, it, like I said, I didn't want to totally like create a crate and then this is my playlist and this is what I'm doing because that's not me either. Right. But I did want to, and what I have been doing for about a solid month, maybe two, uh, at least a month is I've been buying and listening and buying and listening. (laughs) So, um, and it's been interesting to see where that, that has taken me because like, so like I said, you know, going from a track like this, um, would allow me to, uh, take it into some other territories that, you know, a lot of people may not expect. Um, let me see if I can find one. This is David Michael, and uh, I'm just doing a little Ask Me Anything live stream here in the Passionate DJ Community Facebook group. I'm just doing a refresh to make sure that we're live. Yeah, looks like we are. Cool. So it's Friday, uh, 1230, where I'm at. So this is going to be about lunch break time for anybody who's in the same time zone as me. Um, So... You know, I had a few minutes and figured I'd turn the mic on and see what you guys were up to. Don't have any particular topics, so I'm opening it up to uh, the floor here for anybody who wants to join the live stream and just ask me anything. Um, While we're waiting for people to do that, I just want to see what else is going on here in the group. Now, I see, holy moly, so we have 31 new members so far this week. That's so far. So we still have the weekend to go through. That is amazing. That's members of the Facebook group. And I think that that kind of came as a result of my little call to action uh, when I was talking about, uh, you know, is there something that Passionate DJ can be doing to, you know, be more inclusive of uh, uh, female DJs and trans DJs and uh, basically non-male DJs because our audience, you know, based on the data, skews heavily male. And so, you know, I know a lot of that's part of the industry and that's the way it is, but uh, I want to make sure that, that Passionate DJ isn't doing anything that's not inclusive. And there was all kinds of uh, discussion about that um, from different perspectives and uh, everybody pretty much kept it civil, which I appreciate because I know that's kind of a could be potentially a, a hot topic depending on what your view is there. But um, anyways, a lot of um, a lot of people started inviting. Uh, I, I see there's like a whole bunch of new female DJs who just joined, which is really awesome because um, I want to make sure, you know, here at Passionate DJ, we're a panel of four guys. Uh, it's either me or any, you know, the three co-hosts. We're all guys, and so... Uh, we want to make sure we get as many perspectives as we can. So thank you guys so much for doing all those invites. That's that's just awesome. Uh, what else have we been doing? Oh, it's Fire Away Friday today. So yeah, make sure you guys post up your uh, live sets, your mixes, your productions, or whatever it is that you've been working on, your website, your Instagram account. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, Fire Away Friday is just a chance for you to basically spam whatever you've been working on. And we, because I delete 
all the other stuff in the group that's like a live stream or a mix or something like that or self-promotion just because that's not what the group is for. So I take that one Fire Away Friday post and we can put it all in there and it works out great for the most part. So um, I listened to uh, Kinsey's set the other day, which was uh, really great. Um, it was like a deep house mix. And so I do go through these and I don't listen to every single thing that you guys post just because I, there wouldn't even be enough time between Fireway Fridays to do that. Um, but I do go through and pick them and, um, you know, oftentimes I'll pick one to turn on while I'm back here working and stuff. And so, um, yeah, great deep house tunes from Kenzie. Uh, thanks for sharing that. And I look forward to seeing what you guys have in there as well. Uh, let's see. <laughs> so trip posted this live video of this uh, woman who was very upset at the DJ for playing what he was playing, and so she got up behind the decks and started fooling with the equipment and stuff, and that spawned off some interesting uh, conversations as well, uh, because she was basically saying that she didn't like the music, and it was it was the very stereotypical kind of thing that that DJs talk about where somebody walks up and like can you play my girlfriend would really like this or it's my it's so and so's birthday or whatever whatever the case was and so this person came up and just starts taking over the decks and the the DJ is being sort of snarky and belligerent and saying well if you know what to do why don't you just do it and he kind of throws his hands up and and stands back and then the music stops playing and then people start complaining and it's somewhere between comical and sad to watch. I'm just going to go through a couple of comments here. James said, why even entertain her trying to prove a point? It's not worth it. Have management remove her. Uh, Sean says, I can't stand these people. They'll clear your floor so fast if you even think to listen to them. Hey, play some Willie Nelson. (laughs) This is so hard to watch, Kenzie says. Thank goodness the bar owner was on his side. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to to see where you guys land on this because on the one hand, like, if any of you have done these gigs where you have, uh, where you take requests, you know this feeling. Or even, it's worse if you don't take requests and somebody's doing that, but uh, where you have, like, a drunk patron that just walks up to you and is telling you how to do your job or what it is that you do, that gets extremely frustrating, but... You know, on this on the Passionate DJ podcast, we talk quite a bit about DJ etiquette and how to handle bad situations and how to maintain professionalism. Uh, so, you know, was it the right choice for this particular DJ to get so upset that he sort of intentionally uh, caused detriment to his set by letting somebody else take over? and letting the music stop and hearing the complaints. He got to make his point um, to that one person, but then the rest of the audience suffers. So uh, it's a little tough to endorse that, but as a fellow DJ, I can certainly relate to it. Brandon here says, I feel for this dude more than you know. Mobile DJs, especially in that bar setting, get no respect. The fact that he's letting her lean on his equipment and just rifle through his computer makes me wonder. We've all been there a hundred times, but this guy needs to learn to just take it and set a limit on how guests affect him. Guests don't get to look at what I have, just like I can't go into the kitchen of a restaurant to decide what I want to eat. Come with a request. Yeah, and I totally get that too. Um, And we don't really get to see what happens in the lead up. By the time the video is recording, we just see the woman standing there. 
uh, rifling through stuff and the guy really upset and not yelling at her, but just like making smart ass comments and that sort of stuff. So who knows if, you know, did she come up and make a request and then he flipped out and he was just having a bad day or was she completely belligerent this entire time? You know, we won't know. Uh, but there was definitely uh, some some faux pas there. Uh, Michael says, I'm not sure why a DJ would let a random person at a bar on their setup. No drinks above the equipment and no drunks on my equipment. Yeah, that's fair enough. And Brian says, it's funny how the music sucks, but yet halfway through the video, she's grooving to it. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. She's sitting there complaining about how much the music sucks, but her head's bobbing up and down and she's dancing. Philip says, no one's touching my gear unless it's a fellow DJ and we'll always have hecklers every now and then, so I treat them like a wet food stamp and ignore them. <laughs> Jennifer says, cringe level one zero 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 zero. I don't know how many that is. And I love how she's all, I'm not getting paid for this, but the inference is that she's gracing everyone with her superior music selection abilities. Palm of my slapping hand got hot watching this. <laughs> yeah, those... Those gigs are just frustrating. Um, what have you guys been thinking about these? Uh, the question of the week. That's a new thing that we've been doing, and we've been taking these and kind of answering them on the podcast. And uh, the last one I did this week on Monday, uh, you know, I cut out the little screenshots of you guys uh, posting your comments or answers to the questions and kind of gave my thoughts on them. I've uh, been having fun doing that, and it's a great way to generate content for us to kind of understand what it is that you guys are up to, what you're struggling with, um, or just what you want to know about. Uh, these Ask Me Anything uh, streams are also a great way to jump in with a question, comment, something like that. And, uh, you know, whether that's feedback on Passionate DJ itself, or you have a question about DJing or music or whatever, uh, or you just want to, uh, you know, ask something off topic. You know, what do you do in your spare time or, or whatever. Uh, we like all that stuff, and we look forward to opportunities to to interact with you guys. And so, um, yeah, let's see what else is going on here. Uh, the question of the week from September 25th was, what's the best change you've ever made to your DJing? Uh, which has gotten a lot of engagement, and I don't want to dig into those comments now. I think I'm going to do a dedicated show to that, because that's been uh, some really good discussion in there. Um Robert posted something about uh, a conundrum for a local club, which was doing an LGBTQ pride event, uh, but he was a straight man, and they found that out and uh, said that he wasn't able to play for the event because they were trying to showcase uh, you know, LGBTQ artists. Um, but then they, after they rejected him, they came back and asked if they could rent or borrow his equipment, his sound equipment. Uh, which spawned off some pretty interesting conversation. I was a little afraid to get involved in that because uh, these are the kind of conversations that are really hard to have over text. Uh, but everybody, you know, once again uh, kept it civil and made some interesting points on either side. You know, some people are saying uh, it's discrimination or reverse discrimination, um, and some people are saying, hey, it's an LGBTQ event. What's the point if, you know, so. Uh, it, there's really just been a lot of interesting kind of in-depth, deep conversations happening in the Passionate DJ community group, which is pretty exciting uh, because, you know, Passionate DJ has been around since, let's see, I think I started the blog in 2013 and the podcast I started about uh, six months after that. Um, 
I've had a mailing list the whole time. I've had, you know, the Facebook page and I've had an Instagram account for a very long time and Twitter, but nothing has been as engaging as this passionate DJ community group has been, which is less than a year old. Um, it's the newest one. And I'm so glad that we decided to start this because it's been really fun to be able to interact with you guys and, and get to know you better um, and get a feel for what our community actually is like uh, within people who listen to and watch passionate DJ stuff. Um, I had that before, but things are a lot more informal in email, for example. I would get a lot of emails, but usually within email, it's like the first time that somebody's contacting you. And so it's it's a little more formal. It's a little more, um, you know, some of them are very promo heavy. Hey, listen to my mix. Check out my SoundCloud bro, that kind of stuff. Uh, not all of them. That's gotten better over time. But um, the, the community group is... is really cool because we're kind of getting a feel for at least what each other's social media personality is like, which I know is, you know, uh, a version of who we are, but, you know, we can actually get into some conversations and go back and forth and figure out some of these issues and make points and counterpoints and stuff, uh, which is something that I like to do. I'm, I'm not a big, um, uh, confrontation person, I guess. I don't go kicking the door in and say, how do you guys feel about, uh, whatever, abortion or something, you know, crazy topic. I don't, I shy, I shy away from that, especially with my own brand, but within passion, what I like is like honest discourse and discussion and back and forth and, and panel talks and healthy debate. And there's been all of that in the group, which has been really awesome. Uh, people creating polls, Barry created a poll. Do you mix in key? And you know, this was totally unintentional, but I got so much data just from you asking that Barry. So I really appreciate that because that's another thing that we use the group for is kind of gathering data on our audience. Like, uh, we, we, you guys all know when you first sign up, you know, I ask a series of three questions, like, how did you hear about passionate DJ? Uh, where are you on your journey? You know, are you just becoming a DJ? Have you been one for a long time? Uh, stuff like that. So we gather data when you sign up and then, uh, you know, asking polls, asking questions. Question of the week has been awesome for learning more about how you all feel about DJing and the industry and stuff. Um, and now, you know, like I said, Barry asked this, do you mix in key? And so it, with a resounding uh, result here, the, the top result was that it's a factor for some of my transitions, but not the only thing I consider. And that was the one I picked too. And that one got like 25 responses on its own. Um the next in line was yes. Third in line was no. Only three or four people picked that, which I think is suspect. <laughs> um, and then the very bottom, two people said, uh, most of the time I do, so this was uh, one of those where you could add your own options to the poll. So it's most of the time I do when mixing things with some sort of harmony that will ride, but know that when something is percussive, I don't need to. Uh, so I would I would lump that in with the first option, which was it's a factor of s some of my transitions, but not the only thing I consider. Um, I think probably a lot more people, uh, there would be a lot more no's if everybody was required to answer, if that makes sense. So this is one of those questions that people are more likely to answer if they do it. Uh, so only a few people said no. Some people did say no, and they said, like, I very intentionally don't do this because I don't want it to 
uh, I don't want to limit limit myself in that way, which I totally get. Um, let me see if I can find my response in here. Uh, I said, I chose the it's a factor option. I rarely use it as a filter to select my next track, but I frequently find myself mixing in key. I have a pretty decent ear for these things, and I explained I grew up playing piano and listened to my parents in choir practice sing alto parts and soprano parts, and so I kind of had that in my head, how a lot of that stuff worked, and it was just kind of ingrained into me as a child. So um, I'm not... I've never been a big prep DJ, like going through and gritting my tracks and making sure they're all perfectly quantized and uh, adding a bunch of cue points and stuff. I do very minimal prep. Um, it's just, I don't know, it's just the way I do. I started out not doing that, and I kept the non-habit. <laughs> but um, I do tend to find myself doing it because I just have a good ear for it. And so I'll be like, I think this might be a harmonic mix, and then I'll preview it. And if it sounds good, then I'll go for it. Um so I like, you know, I, I'm like this about a lot of things. I'm like this about effects or filters or whatever. Like I like having all these things as tools in my arsenal, um, but not necessarily like forcing myself to conform to a set of rules. Because if I'm going to argue that we're approaching DJing as an art form, I can't therefore... Uh, put severe limitations on what that is so that I can't express myself through that art form, I guess, if that makes sense. A um, few people said, I mix by ear only, um, all vinyl, all feel, says Eva. Isis says, I rely on my ears. I find while I'm relying on my ears, I choose keys that are complementary, etc. And uh, she mentioned that she graduated from college in music. So, yeah, kind of, you probably have a similar approach th that, uh, that I do. It's very easy for you to pick those out and, and to uh, not have that intuition, but have that kind of knowledge going into a mix. Brant says, yeah, I've never needed to. I play piano, guitar, sax, and my ears are already set to perfect pitch. Oh, that's a big statement. Uh, we, but yeah, man, I'm just like stoked about all these new, we have a lot of, not only a lot of new members, but just a lot of new active members, like hitting the ground running, jumping in. And that's, that's pretty great. Uh, let's see what else we've got here in the group. No questions from viewers so far, am I, or am I missing it? Let me look at it and make sure I'm not missing it. Just do the flange or the whole show, says Johnny Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I might be able to manage it, but I don't have my headphones on, so I can't preview it. I don't know if that's affecting the mic or not. <laughs> we did do a, speaking of Flanger, I did a uh, version of After Party, our bonus show with Trip Turlington, and we were talking about his set going into Paul Oakenfold. And of course, we were screwing around with the Flanger, because that's, you know, we always pick on Trip for that. Um, but uh, man, we're going to do a recap show, and Tripp's been super busy lately, which is why he's been kind of absent from the show a little bit, but uh, he, he insists, like, I want to do this recap show, and, and I want to do it too, because if any of you local people who were there, you know that he just, I mean, he just crushed that night. I walked in while he was playing to mask for the Paul Oakenfold show, and just the whole crowd was already just buzzing. It was just like a beehive or <laughs> something. It was pretty neat. And uh, you could tell he was having a really good time. And so I kind of waited and watched around for a while. And and he was, 
it was kind of cool because we did the pre-show. We did the uh, the after party at, uh, before he played for Paul. So I got to kind of hear what his mindset going in was and what he was thinking about playing. You know, he played as Digital Psychosis. So it was all four of the floor stuff, um, housey, techno, trance kind of vibe. And he was worried about playing some of the tracks that, uh, oh, hey, my mom's in there. She says he killed it. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming out. Um, yeah, he he did an amazing job. Um, and I was, you know, he talked about being worried about some of the tracks being too, too much, you know, too big or too trancy or too, you know, big full leads or too vocal. And he didn't want to um, uh, step on Paul's toes, as it were. Um, but he said, "But I am going to pull some of these out of the bag if." the crowd's really feeling it. And if that's where I feel like the vibe is and trips real, you know, uh, observant and, and stuff about those things. So I walk in and I hear him play a lot of the, I I heard him play like a couple of classics and some real like banger tracks and the crowd was just eating it up and they were loving it. And I was like, wow, this is great. And then, so I walked back, um, kind of snuck behind the, the booth, you know, and was trying to get footage of the handover from Trip to Paul so that I could, you know, I'm trying to put together a little YouTube recap and stuff. And, uh, you know, Paul gives him props and hugs him and, you know, was all smiles. And then, so, of course, Trip was all smiles, and then he couldn't make his way out of the booth for a good 20 minutes just because everybody was, you know, giving him accolades. And, man, that was just super cool. And uh, then after the show, our friend Matt Freeman, who came in for uh, Acid Attack episode, he took on the decks, and he just murdered the deck. I mean, he was just <laughs> he came with every bit of force that he's got, and it was just awesome. I mean, just all around, amazing show. Uh, the whole lineup was, was friends of mine, which was pretty neat, but uh, I missed the first, you know, couple of acts, unfortunately. Couldn't, couldn't get there in time, but anyhow... Uh, so, yeah, do we have any, any questions or, uh, for the group here, for the live stream here from the viewers before I wrap this up? I want to make sure I give you guys the opportunity to ask about anything you want. And I'm going to see if there's anything else here in the group. Where did you get that awesome record crate behind you? <laughs> Yeah, so for those who aren't aware, uh, Tommy, also known as Gunner, from our Digging for Bedrock episode. So those of you uh, who can see behind me, probably about half of those records are close to it. At least a couple of those blocks belong to uh, my best friend Tommy. And uh, there's a lot of good stuff back there. That's where I got uh, basically uh, my collection of Bedrock is actually all his stuff uh, and Platypus and, and all that kind of like classic prog house. Um I think everybody should basically get in the comments and yell at him for not coming over here to uh, do a live stream because I think that would be awesome. And he's a great DJ and he never does it. So everybody yell at Tommy. <laughs> what else we got going on here in the group? Have you ever had a subcontracted gig where the client praised you for the work put in and it showed through the crowd? Then you find yourself thrown under the bus by the same client after a chat with the agency who assigned you that gig. I love what I do, but this is a shady business. So it was a subcontracted gig. Client praised you for the work you put in. Crowd loved it. 
but then they throw you under the bus with an agency. Uh, so kind of like a backstabbing situation, it sounds like, or uh, just somebody who wasn't either wasn't honest with you or them. This is a shady business. Uh, well, I guess it really is just revealing uh, as far as who you want to work with or not. Um, because even if they gave you praise and you got paid for it and everything, if they're running around ruining your reputation, uh, that's not the greatest business move, obviously. Uh, if so, yes, I was going to say make sure you have a contract. You said a subcontracted gig. I'm not entirely sure what's, what you mean by subcontracted. Do you work for like a, a mobile DJ business and then they find clients for you and then you go and play the gig and then they the it's like a management agency is that the kind of thing is that what subcontracted means i'm not sure um i can't say i've ever really run into a situation like that but i also don't do a lot of mobile gig stuff um, but i run into plenty of shady business when it comes to uh the club dj thing for sure um many people who have been part of Passionate DJ for a long time already know my story about, uh, you know, it was like 2010. I had a MacBook Pro, um, Zone 2D, pair of Audio Technica headphones, a uh, bunch of cables and wires, a backpack, and all my data uh, stolen just all at once. Uh, one bag, I made it nice and convenient for them. Stole it, lifted it, and uh, never saw it again. And that was uh, three or four grand worth of stuff. So, I th I think the point is there are shady people everywhere. I don't know if it's a particularly shady business. I'm sure this stuff is going to vary by location and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, man, I'm sorry to hear about that. That's, uh, that's a bummer. But my suggestion would be to just, I mean, I don't want to say don't work with them, but that's my gut reaction because uh, I tend to think long-term, like in-game, and where I want my business to be and I have that kind of mindset and so I just don't really have the time to deal with people who are you know constantly knocking th following me around knocking things down that I'm building oh by the way so yeah Mo Dingo is going to be traveling for the next few weeks he's going to be in San Antonio London and Charlotte so if you're in or around any of those cities uh, fire a DM over to Mo because he would love to uh, meet up with. He loves going on site and just meeting other passionate DJs and uh, asking them what they're up to and seeing how he can help. That's just kind of his thing. So uh, Sean replied and said he was about an hour north of Charlotte, so maybe they can get together. I think Tony's going to be in Charlotte as well. Uh, they're going to be doing the uh, the whole festival management uh, thing. Cordell says, the new video element of your podcast, I'm really digging. More of that, please. Awesome. I'm really glad to hear that because um, obviously I'm new to it, uh, the video side of things. And when you're trying to take something that's, a, that's an audio podcast initially and turn it into video, it comes with unique challenges because I want to make sure that I don't lose my, my audio audience because I'm saying things that don't make sense unless you're watching the screen. Uh, luckily, I've done this 150-something times by now, so I'm kind of already used to talking to a radio audience, so that really does help. Um, but the video editing thing has been... Um, it's adding additional burden to the, the production cycle, 
but it's also adding a lot uh, another traffic source to the podcast, which is really cool. Uh, YouTube isn't really taking off yet, but I really haven't put enough content up for for that yet. Uh, we're getting there. I'm starting to try to you know put one or two videos up a week, uh, which is really what you got to do to to build a YouTube audience is just keep feeding the beast. Um, but it's good to know that you guys are enjoying it because you know just the unique challenges are things like figuring out how to not look or sound like an idiot when I'm talking to a camera, especially when I'm doing these solo things, you know, um, that's new to me for the most part. Um, especially when you're trying to fill like an hour worth of stuff and I'm going a direction of less pre-planning, less outlining for the show. And so, yeah, that does come with unique challenges. Um, but yeah, glad you're enjoying it. Kilma says, asked what the longest DJ gig was that you've ever played. And there were some interesting answers in here. Amber said three days nonstop. Chris said 16 hours. Ross said a seven-hour wedding day. Mo did 10 hours of CrossFit. I'm trying to find my reply. I think, my, yeah, so five to six hours on a few mobile gigs. I don't think I've really done anything longer than that other than a house party or something like that where it's like a rotation of DJs. I've never done any of those, you know, 24-hour type things, though uh, one of our friends, Tim Hayes, who I really need to get on the show to talk about this, a.k.a. Sonic Styles, uh, he does these 24-hour marathon sets for, um, I can't pronounce the the condition that his son has, but it, you know, it's some long, complicated medical term. Um, but uh, his son has a lot of struggle, medical struggles, and that comes with a lot of bills, and so he does these 24-hour uh, marathon sets to raise money for Armand, his son, which is really neat. And I want to get him on to talk about that because I, the, the DJ for a cause thing is something we haven't talked about a whole lot on Passionate DJ, and we really should. You know, I've been saying for years that I want to do something in the vein of um, uh, a benefit show or something for autism uh, just because it's something... That Tommy says that backfired. <laughs> gotcha. Um, that's a cause that's close to my heart because uh, it's something that's affected my family. My uh, uh, brother and my younger sister are affected by this in, in pretty severe ways, and uh, that affects the whole family. And so uh, I've never really put together what that is, whether that's a show or some other product or, or brand or, or what, but someday I'd like to explore that and, and see if I can do anything there. Hi, Beth. Good to see you. Thanks for all the invites. I know a bunch of those were you uh, adding people to the group because it tells me, so I get that data. Uh, thank you very much for adding all your DJ friends. I appreciate that. Okay, I'm going to give you guys just a few more minutes now that we have a few people watching the stream in case you want to add any questions. And uh, if there aren't any, I'll go ahead and wrap this up. For some reason, I'm having like a slow connection here, so I'm just trying to load these existing questions in the group. A lot of things that I've been hearing lately have to do with uh, a lot of the struggles I'm seeing are organization, like organization of music and files and records, stuff like that. Um, that's a tough one for me to approach. I get asked that all the time, and I don't think we've dedicated a full episode to it yet, and we're going to. But man, there's so many ways to do it. Um, I think we're going to have to approach it like that. Like, 
five ways or 10 ways to better organize your, your DJ collection or, or something like that. Kind of make it like one of those list blog posts uh, and then hit it point by point because it's some people use like smart playlists. I think that's what Mo does uh, where you can set it up to where, or you can like set it up with tags and you can do all kinds of like smart filtering. And then some people just want to build structured playlists that make sense in a certain way. And then you have a whole different uh, set of requirements for, for records Actually, let me show you guys real quick. So this is one thing that I've been doing is uh, with my records, very low tech. I just put a, uh, like a post-it note on there and it says like the, you know, A1, A2, and then side B, you know, whatever tracks there are. And then the BPM I have written there and a very general genre tag. So I put A1, 125 BPM, Tech House. Uh, side B, 125 BPM, Electro House. And I try not to get too hung up on what those genres mean uh, because I would just be sitting here doing nothing but organizing and agonizing over my music collection all day if I did that. But uh, I know what the word tech house means to me, and I'm the one that matters in this case when I'm flipping through my own records and my own collection. So uh, tech house, electro house, deep house, trance, whatever. I know what, I know why I would have written that on that record, and I have a BPM. And so I know that I'm not going to try to mix like 135 BPM into a 120 BPM track. And then other than that, I kind of leave it. And that's how I like to mix records. Uh, that's that's too intimidating or frustrating for some DJs. I want to get more organized than that. Um, but you can you can do the same things that you do in, in Tractor or Serato or whatever. Just add comments, um, put timestamps in there, uh, break down at two minutes or whatever it is. Um, I just don't tend to do that um, when I'm mixing records. I'm kind of I feel like I'm throwing myself under the bus, and so I kind of let the chips fall where they may, and I try to take an approach of just knowing my tracks really well uh, when it comes to digital stuff I go back and forth like I said before I'm not a big track prep guy but I do sometimes I'll use the comment section to to mention something like uh, goes well with funky house or huge breakdown in the middle or something just so I have a quick indicator of what that track's going to do um, and I kind of leave it at that some people get real, real fancy with it with a smart playlist and organizing by key. And, like, you know, CDJs can filter by key and, and BPM and all kinds of stuff. And so we really should do an episode covering all that stuff. There are probably better ways that I could be doing it that would save me time, too. Uh, Robert asks, can you do a VJ episode? That sounds fun. Yeah, we so we, did, um, we didn't do a VJ episode that was like a how-to or t tips and tricks or anything like that. But we did do an episode with uh, DJ Second Nature. You should check that out if you haven't. Um, it's, in fact, look him up. It's DJ, DJ2NDNature.com, I think. If that's not right, just Google DJ2NDNature. Uh, he's an awesome VJ. He's won a lot of awards for doing this, and he's got a, uh, a Vimeo account with all kinds of cool videos that he's put together that are, it's just entirely him uh, scratching and mixing audio and video at the same time. And it's just really, really clever. 
And so it's something that I've never really dove into. I do video editing and I do DJing, but I've never combined the two things. Uh, so yeah, th I think it's a great idea, Robert. I would love to. Um, I would probably find an expert to come in and help me with that, um, whether that's uh, Brett, DJ Second Nature, or somebody else, just so that uh, you know we can approach all different angles there. Uh, I know this is big now because uh, virtual DJ allows you to do some VJing, uh, Rekordbox does it now. And so it's kind of becoming, I don't know, maybe part of the, of the DJ thing, uh, mixing video. All right. Are we out of comments or am I just missing them? Yeah. Okay. All right. I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up if there aren't any more questions or comments. If you do have any more, if you're a replay viewer and you're watching this, um, we take questions all the time, so feel free to post them in the comments. You can email podcast at passionatedj.com. Our favorite way is to go to passionatedj.com and go up in the menu. There's a leave voicemail button, and you can leave like a 90-second voice message, um, whether that's a question, a comment, feedback, anything you want to do. We love voice messages, and we don't get enough of them. Um, or, you know, shoot us a message on Facebook uh, or on Instagram at passionatedj. Twitter at DJ with Passion. Any way you want to get your questions or comments to us, we would love to have them. And thanks for joining me. Take care. It's amazing how I could just hear that nah. one. Nope, that's that not it. it. That ain't it. <laughs>